Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy J, Embers, William P, Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Clockwork Dork, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Totoro and Bunnykins, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Serenity Deb, Liv, Robert, Ruby R, Blossom, and Christopher. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, Patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. One of the most popular fetishes, believe it or not, one in seven people appear to have this sort of fantasy. Really? Yep. But it's also one of the absolute most stigmatized is podophilia. Podophilia. Okay, so if I take that word apart, love of feet. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, well, also because I knew what this episode was about. Well, yeah, that's shitting. Don't tell them. Don't tell the listeners that. But they just learned it because podophilia. Clearly, if we're talking about pod, we're talking about feets. Well, yeah. Never mind. Anyway, even though conversations around (laughs) kinks and fetishes, I'm not paying any attention to her. She never does. I know. Are becoming a lot less taboo. It's still kind of hard to admit to folks that you're in to foot play yeah i can see that right it's like hey there you know i really love feet and i want to suck your toes and smell your feet all day long oh boy (laughs) right that would be a lot of people's reactions yeah i mean you go to a dungeon and you see somebody playing and you want to go oh hey you want to do an impact scene yay you want to do a rope scene yay hey can i play with your feet ew a lot of people have that reaction to feet you're either like there's not a whole lot of in-between with feet. It's either you're grossed out by feet or you like really like feet. Mm-hmm. Well, I looked into why. Why do people have foot fetishes? And I found some interesting information. To quote my dear friend, Dara. I, you're going to point that out? I didn't say it. I didn't say it. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Believe it or not, one of the first people to study it was our beloved Sigmund Freud. G. <laughs> Why do I believe that? Right? You're going to love his reasoning. He believed that fetishes arose during early childhood. He suggested that when a child saw their mother's genitals, they were shocked to find that their mother did not have a penis, leading to a fixation on objects or body parts that looked like penises. What the ever-loving fuck, Freud? Right? So We we have somebody wanting to make a comment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't necessarily feel like that's uh, exactly how that works. I think that Freud just had a lot of obsession with the penis, much like our friend Rara here. I think yeah. Freud was secretly gay. He was very well possible. He was obsessed with the penis. Okay, I'm obsessed with the penis. I'm not gay. Think about what you just said. <laughs> think about what you just said. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're just going to keep going. Talk about Freud's <laughs> fetish, right? So in the case of foot fetish, Freud's theory states that they occur because a person perceives the foot or toes as a penis substitute. <laughs> and look, Freud was an interesting character. That's one way to put it. <laughs> Freud was a nincompoop. I have five tiny penises. <laughs> On that foot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got a whole one. handful of tiny penises, too. Mm. 
Ooh. Can I can I continue Ooh. here? Sure. Yeah. I'm no, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just telling you the research. I didn't say agreed. Or oh my god. With any of this? I'm gonna die. Right? This is like okay. another hypothesis argues that they, that foot fetishes occur due to learning that being attracted to feet leads to a reward. Research suggests that people can link a typically non-erotic object or body part to arousal through positive feedback and a monetary prize. What? I don't actually get that one. Meaning it's like Pavlov's dog. You you reward them. For oh, okay. This. Okay, 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 right? okay. Got it. Yeah. Another researcher proposes that the fetish is due to sensory input in the brain. The neuroscientist, and I'm going to destroy this name here because God forbid anybody should just be Joe Smith, but v- Villa Yanner from Machadarian, whatever his name is, wow. I know, suggests that the part of the brain that processes the sensation people get from their feet is next to the area that perceives genital stimulation which may also account for some people's foot fetishes. Okay. They're located, if you look at a picture of the brain, they're located right next to each other. Okay. And maybe there's some crossover. Proximity? Proximity, possibly. Okay. Uh, Now, foot fetishes comprise a broad spectrum of activities and aesthetic preferences. The type of foot fetish place someone enjoys usually comes down to some form of hygiene. Foot fetishes can generally be broken into two common categories, clean feet and dirty feet. And this might overlap with preferences for big feet, small feet, high arches, or certain toe shapes, whether they're long and thin, rounded and petite, or anything in between. Okay. First story of the day. I'm ready. You may never have actually known this, but I was going to do a um, my master's thesis on fairy tales. And I can't wait to hear how this connects with feet. Get, Go ahead. All right. I'm ready. Hold up. I'm sitting. Cinderella is all about a foot fetish. Technically, I would say that is true. The obsession with With the the small, tiny foot in the glass see-through shoe, okay, is the French... So Perrault is the one that made the version that Disney went off with. This is the one that everybody knows. It's Charles Perrault, and it's um, Cinderella that everybody knows, the Disney-fied version. And that's the one with the glass slipper. Originally, though, the very first known story of Cinderella was Chinese. Foot binding. Mm -hmm. Small, tiny, lotus... Perfect lotus feet in little tiny slippers. Yes. Little tiny shoes. That's where they got it from. And that has just like in every single version of Cinderella, you will always see the tiny foot is the thing that is to be epitomized. As somebody who has tiny feet and has been to foot parties... Yes. That's just because you're a tiny person. (laughs) uh, But I've received a lot of compliments from my tiny feet. The other thing that's interesting is my toes are in size order. My second toe is not bigger than my big toe. It's in size order, which I thought was the norm and found out it's not. I've seen a lot of feet and that is definitely not normal. (laughs) I didn't. Well, look, I I wasn't into feet, so I wasn't staring at other people's feet. So I didn't know. (laughs) I just thought like, right, that made sense to me. Your big toe is the big toe. And then they go in size order. I think mine are somewhat straight across until I get down to yeah. the lower ones. More, most people, their second toe is either the same height as their big toe or bigger. Interesting. Wait, shit. <laughs> she said it. So, when, so see, now you got me worried about saying so. When I've gone to foot parties, I almost inevitably, somebody will comment on the fact of my tiny feet and the fact that my toes go in size order. <laughs> Our guest is already cracking yeah. up. That's good. That's a good sign. I was losing my camera oh, here. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So my cousin has really small feet, really high arches, and her toes even arch. Like I can't even, I can't even do this like with my fingers. Mm-hmm. They just arch up naturally yep. like that. And I'm like, God damn it. This is why she has really small shoe size and I have a really humongo foot size because my toes are perfectly straight and just stick straight out. Everything is flat. I have a good arch. I don't have a very good arch. All right. We'll get back to my research. Right. So sorry. I did research this. Okay. So Cinderella. Yeah. Cinderella. No, that's your jumping off point. (laughs) Okay. Well, some people incorporate feet into their sex life while others might find it. They're just sexy, but not necessarily want to directly use them for sexual stimulation. Mm -hmm. Some people want are just happy with their bare feet being rubbed with lotion or oil, admiring your feet in pantyhose. 
or watching you wiggle your toes, even while you're both fully clothed. And I will tell you from the foot sessions, because I've done foot sessions, and the toe wiggling thing is, yes, it's as if, it's like a sexy uh, dance on a pole when you wiggle your toes. Really? Yeah, it's the the wiggling of those toes, get those toes dancing. Oh, wow. I didn't even ever think about that. Some of the most common things that might turn your partner on is smelling your feet, sucking the toes, or softly stroking and caressing them. Many of those people with a foot fetish enjoy feeling their partner's feet on their face, whether it's a gentle foot massage or trampling, which is a form of foot domination known in which one partner lies in the ground while the other one uses their feet to exert a more intense pressure on their face. So just walking on their different bits? Yeah. They could also walk in other areas of the body and not just the face. That's why I said different bits. bits. I knew about that one. You knew about that one. Now, I as personally I said, like to stand on the chest. It's a nice stable base. You get a nice muscular guy with like some washboard abs. You can get a little massage as you go. It's nice. <laughs> now, as I said, I've I've been to foot parties and I have done foot sessions as a pro dom, but I'm still newer at that. And I know, Dar, you found us an expert I to did. talk to us about the whole foot fetish. So yes, I found our darling friend, Miss Marla Jane. Hi, Marla. Hello. Hello. We've known her for a while. She is in our group, in our little scene area. She's part part of our local community. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that because I was not doing that very well. My brain just (laughs) shut the fuck off right there in the middle of a sentence. She's still stuck on Cinderella. Yes, I will always be stuck on Cinderella. (laughs) That one's my favorite. Okay. So... (laughs) we're not allowed to say so and interesting we've been banned but it still keeps happening which is why we keep cracking up every time we say it it's a horrible habit that is so interesting god damn it (laughs) feel free to point it out when either one of us says this how long are we doing this for (laughs) marla how long have you been doing this pro i just i don't even remember oh gosh as a pro i have been in the the foot fetish scene in particular since 2014. Okay, cool. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. How did you get into doing that specifically? Instead, like, why is that the particular fetish that you work with? Well, there's a man to blame. As usual. (laughs) Yes, there always. (laughs) Uh, Well, as you mentioned before in the basics, the beginnings of the, the research that you had done, there are pretty much two feelings on feet. You love them. Or they're disgusting. Yeah, there's like there's, no in-between. There's not really an in-between. There's there's just, I hate my feet and they're gross, which is where I was about 10, 12 years ago, 12 years ago, before I met the man that I married. I actually almost didn't get the chance to be with him because I wasn't open-minded and I said something dumb. Uh-oh. The night he asked me out, I said, well, as long as you don't have anything weird, like a foot fetish or something, that could be a deal breaker. <laughs> Against his better judgment, he still asked me out, and here we are, 12 years later. (laughs) I hated feet. Don't touch me with your feet. Don't touch my feet, because feet are gross. It's My mom had those nasty, crusty feet. You know, everybody knows that older lady who has that the nasty feet. Bunion. And those are the, always the ladies who are like, can you rub my feet for me? That was my mom. Mm, I feel you. So I always thought that I was going to have these nasty, awful feet and hated feet because of it. And he slowly but surely pavloved me into being a, uh, well, I guess a good foot dom. I let him give me foot massages because, okay, my feet hurt. Sure, I'll give that to you because I was working retail at the time. So, of course, my feet hurt. Easy in. If you have a foot fetish and you want to convert your girl, just be nice to her. Give her pedicures. Give her massages. She'll warm up to it eventually. Or she won't. (laughs) Because now, I think, gosh. Oh, here he is sneaking in. (laughs) I think it was right before I got out of the military. He said to me that it would be a great idea for me to just check out the internet scene, you know? I wanted a little bit more money on the side. 
and I wanted another hobby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, people would pay you to be mean to them on the internet. Like, Instead of doing it for free. <laughs> Nuh-uh. So, of course, I mean, naturally, especially on days that I was wearing pantyhose, slowly but surely, the pictures just started rolling out. Put up my Instagram, put up a Tumblr. And then when we moved to Maryland, a local group of foot fetish parties reached out to me because they needed a model. And she says, can you come tonight? Check my schedule. I'm like, yeah, why not? Got ready. Two hours later, I had my very first in-person push session. Oh, wow. And I've been going to those parties for eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've actually um, run, into, run into Marla at some foot parties. I got dragged along. My, at the time, girlfriend, a pro-dom, was going to those parties. And mm-hmm. normally we hung out on Saturday night. She's like, why don't you come? I I knew the host. And so I joined. And yeah, I mean, I've got little cute feet. In the summer, especially, I like to have longer toenails, mm-hmm. which is definitely for some guys a big oh, a big deal. And so I started doing and I have to admit, if it weren't for the fact that somebody was giving me money, I was more of the as much as I knew my feet were pretty. I've always thought my feet were pretty, but the idea of somebody wanting to suck on them and lick them and be sexually attracted to them, it was like, uh, no, ill. Oh, you, oh, you want to pay me? Oh, well, okay. okay well, if you're going to pay <laughs> it me, makes all the difference. All right, fine. And then my attitude changed because I saw how much they loved it and how how what pleasure they got. And I thought, well. This is an easy enough thing. I get to just sit here and do nothing. And I'm getting a foot massage and a lot of guy a lot of them too go up the leg. So it's not just your feet, it's your whole it's your leg. And you're putting lotion on it. My legs look are so soft and relaxed afterward and I'm making money. Yeah, this is a win-win for everybody. So do you count pedicures as a business expense? Yeah. Personally, I actually don't trust any of the salons that I've gone to because none of them make my feet soft enough to my standards because I've been caring for them on my own for so long that if I find a rough spot, the salon is dead to me and every salon so far is dead to me. Wow. So I do my own pedicures. Wow. I've got a gel manicure kit. I do the whole thing all on my own because they come out flawless and then I can say, well, thank you. I worked very hard on it. One of the things with being a pro-dom, I know, is that you have to find your own clients. It's not like you work for a company and they find the clients for you. How do you go about promoting specifically for foot fetish and find your own clients? Really, the clients find you for those kinds of things if you put your feelers out in the right place. Honestly, the best place I typically find people who are looking for in-person sessions is going to be on Instagram. It's There's just a huge Instagram foot scene. It's it's like foot fetish nation. And there there's just so many people to the point where I actually had to put my Instagram to private um, to make sure that only good clients were coming through, only actually interested people, no bots, no nastiness, no sugar baby, fake people, nonsense comments coming through. But typically, I only ever advertise outright, like specifically say, hey, I'm looking for sessions if I'm traveling. Um, that's normally, other than that, you just post a picture of your foot like once a week, twice a week, and people just come to you. <laughs> <laughs> Even before I was doing sessions, they would come to me like, hey, do you do? No, I'm not going to meet you a stranger in my house. Thank you. Eventually, you figure out how to weed out the bad ones and find a few good clients where actually there's a few of them that I've had coming back to me for the past few years. So speaking of that, how do you weed out those clients? Like, do you have a specific vetting process? It's best to, first of all, ask for references every single time. If he can't provide you a reference, that might be a problem, especially if he is not a very first-time client for anything. Like, sometimes you'll get people who are like, I've always wanted to try this. Those are people that, depending on your gut, you meet them in person. And like at a, the last time I did a meet and greet, it was at a nice little restaurant in town where I knew I was familiar with and I knew exactly where I needed to go if I had any issues. I also had my husband on dial like, hey, you know exactly where I'm going, what I'm going to do and who I'm going to see. You get a feel for them in person. And if you want to give them a chance, you do. 
it's all intuition and uh, hopefully not getting murdered and turned into a different podcast. This is the fun kind of <laughs> yeah, podcast. No, we don't cover true crime. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, kink is still crime in a lot of places. So, hey, now I found a new favorite true crime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So can we advertise ourselves as a true crime podcast? Bring in more listeners? Oh, that'd be that'd be weird. I don't know how comfortable. You know, you probably would get a a good controversy boom. Yeah, we would. What have you found so far the most surprising thing about this fetish and the people who have this fetish? There's a lot of different people that are in two feet. Uh, there's a lot of different types of foot fetish too. One of my favorite surprising foot fetishes is um, a gentleman at one of the parties came up to me and he asked me, would you step on this food? You want me to do what? I brought these brownies and a banana and a couple other things and I have a tablecloth. I have permission from the hostess. If you're okay with it, I would love for you to feed me with your feet. Never occurred to me that would be a thing. But it is so fucking fun. Oh my god. It's like stepping in mud. Like smashing a cake and feeding it to someone. And they just love it. They get cake all over them. And you're like, you messy, nasty bastard. <laughs> rubbing your feet on his face. We it's actually, amazing. So much fun. Marla and I worked together with, with my ex-girlfriend. We did a, foot, a food smashing scene for a client that we videotaped the, the bangers and mash only time i've ever done savory right <laughs> bangers and mash is it usually like sweet stuff it's usually sweet stuff typically like you see a lot of like a whipped cream like there's a gentleman who just he's um he does a foot sunday he takes your foot he gives you like a nice massage with flavored lubricants and then sprays a little whipped cream on top and licks it all off your feet it's so fun. So odd. Yeah, but we did we did a whole thing we had to put. We did it actually in the in the dungeon here. We put shower curtains down and we had our bangers and mash and the three of us were stepping on it. Now I will tell you, the mash part was easy. The banger? <laughs> squishing that with our feet was not easy. You got to like pull it between your toes and give it a good squeeze. <laughs> we we laughed so much. It's a great foot job technique. You just pinch it between your toes, give it a little squeeze, wiggle your toes a little bit. Foot job. They love that shit. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised that is a new term for you, but I love to teach new things. I mean, I kind of know what it is. Um, I assume it's just a hand job out with feet. Context clues, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. But try doing anything with your feet. How coordinated I'm is that? Not, I'm not. I'm not coordinated with my feet. I can barely walk with them, so. It, it it uses a surprising amount of leg muscle. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, no, if you think you're going in for a nice cushy foot session and then the guy's like, actually, I would like this. And you're like, oh shit, like, you I have couldn't to have work. warned me beforehand. I should I could have stretched. Like, this is this is a workout. Like, I shouldn't have done my run this morning. This is a replacement. I am good. Because you do that for 30 minutes. Tell me if you can walk afterwards. Sit, put, put, put your leg up. Just lift your leg up and hold it up in the air. Right now? Yep. Okay. All right. Hang on. Okay. And just continue the podcast with your foot up in the air like that. No, straighten your leg. <laughs> what? Well, you don't have to hold it that high, but figure where, where, figure where the client's face would be. What? And just hold your foot there. I'm tired. Yep, and that's just that's just sniffing. That's not yep. even anything fun. <laughs> well, it is. Okay, for no, them, it's fun. It's a different kind yeah, of fun. No, not doing that. I can't. Exactly. I can't. I would need like stacks of stuff to prop my leg on. Yep. That's hard. Yes. That's why you tell the good boys not to be lazy. You hold my foot up. Why am I doing all the work? You asked me to be here. Yeah. You hold my foot up. That's absolutely that's right. Not. I'm not doing this work. All right. So we've talked about foot parties. We've talked about obviously individual clients. What are the pros and cons of each? Personally, I quite enjoy the foot parties just because you can go in. It's a nice environment. You get to socialize with some of the other ladies. You get to meet new people. And also, it's another great way to vet potential clients. Like if you have someone who says that they'd be interested in you, 
you've already seen them, you already know someone who can be a good reference for you because they're not getting into that party without a reference. It cuts a lot of the work out for you. And then if there's someone who's like, you're my favorite and you're the softest feet that I've ever seen in my life, he's going to come back to you and he's going to ask specifically for you. Some of these boys go go to the party just because they know I'm there. It makes me happy. Aww. That's how I got my favorite client is from a foot party. Yeah, I bet. With those tiny feet and those giant boots. Well, this particular client, <laughs> he is such a sweetheart. His his particular foot fetish is smelly feet. So three days prior to our foot session, I stop washing my feet and I wear the same pair of socks and shoes all day to get those feet nice and ripe for him. If it didn't make him so happy, I would never do it because it's kind of really yucky. Like you, that that feeling. It grosses me out. Well, it grosses it, it grosses me out in the sense that you, the moisture within your toes, it just you can feel it. Like it's just ew. And then, as long as the shoes are on, I don't smell anything. But the minute I take the shoes off, it's like whoa. Because being the short person that I am, the feet are closer to my nose than they would be for some <laughs> other people. <laughs> And I could smell them. It's like, ugh. But man, the joy in his face. Well, if it doesn't turn you on, you're not going to get anything out of it. But if it turns somebody else on, that's what you get out of it. Well, I, I have compersion, mm-hmm. basically. And as I said, my my dominant side is very much a caretaker role. So my greatest pleasure is knowing I've brought somebody else pleasure. Right. And seeing and, – and I know how much he appreciates it because I'm sure there are probably – uh, pro pro foot doms for for lack of better technical term who won't do that who will not do oh, the smelly not. feet clients that's a liability yeah. how because the gentleman who you want to, who want to see you while you have clean feet will not see you when you have dirty feet you can't do any of those scenes you have to specifically devote time and effort to it a lot of the time they also ask for you to like work out in those socks too so they want them to be smelly and sweaty and stinky and i can get a foot fungus from that um. that's a liability you're endangering my goods i charge extra for that you can't do anything else with any other clients during that time Oh, because the then you'll time. lose the smell. Oh, got you. So, do they ever buy the socks after? Yes. Oh, god, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Almost always, actually. Oh, okay. Um, usually, I charge like if it's three day socks, I'm normally going to do like 50, 60 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, nice Just little for the bonus. Themselves. Yeah. Because then they get to keep a souvenir and I send it out in a Ziploc bag. Yes. Got those Ziploc bags are really crucial to keep the smell contained. The last time I sent a pair in the mail, I had to vacuum seal it, and then I put that bag in two other Ziploc bags, and then didn't think about how I was going to get it at the post office. I was working, so I sent the husband. I was like, hey, can you just go mail those socks for me real quick? I already filled out everything. Can you just send it? And they're like, so you need to send these socks at the post office. (laughs) So do you mind me asking? He's like, her her best friend forgot her favorite lucky socks. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Bless him. One of the other kind that I've run into with foot fetishes is there's one guy in particular, and I know you're going to know who I'm talking about, who likes to tickle. That's that's Mm, his thing, tickle. Yeah, we love tickle. And he didn't believe me when I said I wasn't ticklish. So we tried one session, I wasn't ticklish, and he and I never worked together again. But if I remember correctly, you were one of his favorites. I, I am most certainly one of his favorites, to, still to this day. Um, he will ensure that myself and one other lady are there at bare minimum so he can get his two at least sessions in, and he will always try to get me to go a double. But he likes the laughter. It's not even specifically the tickling. It's the laughter that he gets from the tickling a little bit. I think I've seen him evolve a little more into the torture side of tickling because at this point he asks me where my dungeon is hidden. So it's like an interrogation scene every time we do one. He's like, where's that dungeon? And I'm like, I'll never tell you in between laughs. I come out of there, like I'll go in with perfect makeup, perfect hair. I come out looking like rough sex because my hair is fucked up from like rolling around. And uh, you could hear her laughter down just the hallway. Fire. I think I'd be perfect for this guy. I scream laugh when somebody touches my feet. I kick. 
I kicked too, and I tried to warn him. I was like, if I injure you, that is your fault. He actually has to sit there with one arm on either side, with, like, a foot on either side, and, like, holds me like a strong man, and, like, grabs, and, like, has to pretty much put my foot in a headlock. Risk, oh my God. risk aware consensual kink. Depending on how much he pays, I might join you for one because I will scream, laugh, and kick like a donkey. <laughs> I'm getting a visual image. Just, just give me a minute. Well, here. okay. Have you ever seen? You've never gone to. You've never gone with me to get a pedicure. I have not. This is why I don't get pedicures. I've kicked them. Me? Oh, no. Not on purpose. It's a reflex. I can't help it. Anyway. See, I spent, I spent so long fighting my tickle reflex because I had family who was like, well, you may have said no, but you're still laughing, so obviously it's okay. Yeah, that's not what that means. Consent is a thing in vanilla world. Um, yeah. So I learned how not to laugh, even though you were being tickled. It doesn't stop the sensation, but I learned to stop the response. And getting into this side of kink... I had to fight my internal programming and allow myself to laugh. It's just interesting. Um, a lot more guys are into mild tickling, but most of them are not quite as uh, heavy as tickles himself. <laughs> How do you negotiate for a foot scene? Do you do it prior to, or do you like do you pick up play with it? Like, what's your preference? You can do pick up play. I usually at least like to have a conversation in advance to what you expect from the session because there are so many different facets of foot fetish. Maybe you want me to be mean. Maybe you want me to be nice. Maybe you want to just kiss and suck my toes. Maybe you want me to smash my feet into your face and bring my stinkiest shoes. Like, there are different facets, even at the party, where you're going to have a minor negotiation, where they're like, oh, well, miss you, you want a massage? Sure, I would love a massage. What else would you like from this time? Because they get 10 minutes of your time. That's it. They can take more, but it's rude. So it's, it's just a little bit of a balance at the parties. Yeah, that's that's how the parties work. It's everybody does 10-minute sessions, mm -hmm. but you have privacy. This particular one that we would go to, the host sets it up so that there's um, with like PVC pipe and curtains. So you've got little rooms basically. Okay. And you go, somebody, it, it's like an old fashioned thing where they, they come up and they select you. You're all just standing around. Like a bordello? Sitting. Yeah, pretty much. You're standing around, you're sitting and they come kind up of. and they would you like to do a session? And mm. then you follow them. You sit down in, the, in your little private area and you do a 10 minute session. Hmm. And then you go back to the main waiting area and the next time, next round, Perhaps you're, and maybe there'll be a session you're not, you're not picked and you just wait. It, okay. I personally like to sit in the waiting area and slowly just like do a, what they call shoe dangling, mm -hmm. where you kick your shoe off your heel and kind of let it hang off of your toes. And it's, it's kind of like a, yoo-hoo, I'm over here kind of a deal for these foot guys, especially if you kick the shoe all the way off, like, just kind of like, ah, uh, just... Give them one a, just a little rub, and you're just sitting there casually, and they're, they eat that shit up. Immediately, you're going to get someone coming up to proposition you. Yeah, I have two pairs of shoes in particular that I save for foot stuff. They're high heels, but all they are are zippers in the back, not the straps, mm -hmm. so that it's just <laughs> so much easier to get on and off. It's like zip down, shoe comes off, put it back on, zip back up. And it, it's much easier than usually, you know, like the strap on with the shoe. You got to undo all the straps the strap and ones? everything else. Strap on shoes. Ah. And of course, I want to wear heels so that your foot arches greater. Mm -hmm. And don't make the mistake of wearing boots like I did in my first year because everyone assumed that I had ugly feet and that I was trying to hide them. Until I changed shoes later in the night. I was just like, no, I just think these boots look kick-ass. Okay. I thought I looked cool. But they thought I was trying to hide my ugly feet because they weren't on display. So obviously I had something to hide. Okay. Yeah. There's, I mean, like, Weird. I used to go to the parties in the winter. So you wear the boots there. Bring your shoes you're going to wear for the party. And then you just change out of the boots into those. And then when the night's over, you put your boots back on so you can go out in the cold. I have a system. You scrub your feet, fuzzy socks and lotion into the boots all the way because I have an hour drive usually or, or more. So to the party in the boots with the fuzzy socks so they're nice and warm and soft when you get there. And then you just switch out immediately into like the fuck me heels that show like your entire foot. 
Okay, no, this is like I'm I'm just listening to you two and I'm going, "Wow." <laughs> so, There's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, it's not it, in some ways it's much more simpler than like an impact scene because mm-hmm. you don't have to carry a whole huge stack of toys and everything, but there is a definite science behind it. I don't know. You haven't seen the bag of shoes I bring with me to every party. Oh, yeah. Well, as I said, I only have the two because those are the easy ones to slip on and off. Oh, no. I have a bag. I have a bag of shoes that I bring to every party that has pretty much every kind of shoe I might need. So I have my stinky flats that I wore like every day for two years and they smell like hell. And if a stinky foot boy wants to see me, I can wear those for maybe 20 minutes and I'm good to go. Um, I have Converse, I have boots, I have four different kinds of heels, like at any given time with me at a party, because you got to be prepared. Because if you don't bring anything, then there's the guy who likes boots, or wanted you to wear sneakers, and you don't have anything, and you could have been the only person who had the thing that makes his dreams come true. I'm just still like, this is really cool. <laughs> there is a wide variety within the the broad umbrella of foot fetish mm-hmm. within that. So you've got your ones who like stinky feet. You've got your ones who like, you know, clean feet. You've got your ones who like the long toenails. You've got the ones who want the shorter toenails. You've got the ones who don't want any uh, nail polish on your toes. You've got the ones that want the nail polish on the toes. you got the ones who just- you got the ones who only want red or pink right. and the ones who want wrinkly feet. Mm. There's all the kinds of different want, things. Who, People who fetishize the veins on the top of your feet. That's a thing. Yeah. Some want to just smell your feet. Some want to lick your feet. Some want to suck your toes. Some don't want to suck your toes. There was one gentleman who just literally what he got turned on one was giving you a foot massage. And then, and he brought his own lotion and he had like three or four lotions and you got to pick which of the lotions he had, but those were his. Oh, I love that guy. He gives great foot massages. Like your 10 minutes would be up and you'd be like, really? You want to do double session? Because this is great (laughs) massage. And, And then he just would like, just the touching of your feet was enough for him. He didn't need to suck your toes or do anything like that. There was this guy at a party. This is like my one experience that I've ever had with this. And he offered to rub my feet. And he actually straight up looked at me. He goes, yeah, I have a foot fetish. I'd like to rub your feet. I'm like, what do I have to do? He goes, just, you look like you need to get off your feet. You've been on your feet doing electro for a while. Would you like a massage? Just prop your legs up on on me and I'll, I'll give you a massage. I was like, okay. He goes, do you mind if I lift your pant legs up? As I was wearing these like lace, lace up pant leg things, and he was like loosening them, I was like, "Well, um, since I'm wearing pants, I haven't actually shaved in a little bit." So, and he goes, "That's cool. I have a hirsute fetish too." Yeah, that's you. You name you name it. There's somebody who likes. I was it. like, "Damn, all right, let's go." And he was rubbing my leg up and down, and I was like, "All right, this is great." <laughs> That was the one thing I, I've ever done with that. Now, what kind of... And that's multifaceted, too, because he got something out of that for, like, a service interaction, and then also he's turned on by your feet. And the so, hair. Like, he got to give you something and do something for you, and he got two of his wish list items. Yeah. There is a gentleman in our local community whose thing is to do pedicures. Where the fuck is he? And I've I've had him give me pedicures. I want... Wh- how, wh- I need a pedicure. He paints your toes. He paints your toes and he he soaks your feet. Um, he will come to you. I actually have his business card. I will give it to you if you want it. Um, maybe maybe wait DC area. because I'm very uh, clumsy and I trip a lot and I fucking break my big toenails constantly. So they are not. Next time right I now. come down, we'll we'll just give you a gel manicure. We'll do a gel petty for you. You won't break anything. So what are th- what are some of the limits that you have as when when you are doing a foot dom foot pro dom session pro uh, pro, pro foot, foot? Dom se- well pro I foot. think I think they're all pro feet in the in the <laughs> foot fetish but <laughs> well I haven't actually run into anyone who's really hit on any of my limits before but I'm not going to do any insertion um that is one thing I have seen come up in like in certain scenes, in certain like porns and things where I'm like, I'm not putting my toes in somebody's butt. It's just not happening. But that's that's pretty much the line I've drawn. Yeah. I mean, I know that I had with my foot clients, usually the thing was, is I, I won't touch your penis until one of my regulars and we'd been together for a while and I got to know him better and felt more comfortable and more safe that I could fluff that boundary 
You like that? Fluff. You like that? Fluff. (laughs) Fluff that boundary and not worry about it getting crossed to be beyond what I was comfortable doing. And that leads into the foot job question, which Dara wanted to know more about. Yes, please explain. So as you saw, uh, as you assumed, a foot job is like a hand job, but using your feet. Uh, you'd be a little more creative because your feet are a lot less uh, dexterous than your than your hands. Do you have to use both feet at the same time? You do not. Um, oftentimes, what I'll do is I'll actually hold the one, um, use the one foot to like prop up the prop up the penis and like just put the dick between my toes and like rub on the head. Drives them wild. And then if you can like use both feet at the same time and like rub both feet on either side drives them absolutely insane. A little bit of coconut oil or baby oil on your soles blows their minds. Wow. So it's not easy, but it's like technically easy. It's just physically demanding. Um, You can do it from many different angles. Like I've even like laid on my back and like had somebody fucking my feet. Like I didn't have to do anything. I just held my feet up in the air. Um, it's not something you do for everyone. That's actually mostly something I just do for the husband. Uh, it's not typically something I'm going to offer in a session, but depending on the client, it is something I do. It's just a matter of, do I know you? Do I trust you? Is that If that's the first thing you're asking for, I'm probably going to say no to you in general. Mm-hmm. Do you ever experience like top drop when it comes to this? Or is it just kind of like a... Just just like going to get a manicure or a pedicure. I haven't personally experienced top drop from foot fetishism, from other things, sure. But not from this. It's It doesn't have the same reciprocal feeling as other facets of kink do, where I don't feel like I had to give a lot of myself and they didn't have to give a lot of themselves mm-hmm. to me. It's just not quite as impactful in the same way. Yeah, and I, I have found for me personally, I don't typically drop from any of my pro sessions. It's a different mentality. You're not fully letting go like you do when it's a personal fun session. I'll get into top space when I have a, a pro session and because like the more noisy they are, the more I like it. And then I just go run upstairs and I fuck daddy. There you go. He can deal with the rest of it. <laughs> what is one of the weirdest things you've ever had to squish with your feet? Was it the bangers and well, mash? I mean, you probably, yeah, the bangers and mash is probably one of the weirdest things. I've done donuts. I've done bananas. I've done fancy desserts from like gourmet restaurants that the boy took me out to treat me to. And I was like, ooh, that looks good. And he says, we'll take two, one for her and one for her, <laughs> which is delightful, <laughs> especially like ch- chocolate mousse. So much fun to step in. <laughs> This is like really, this is funny because like from the beginning when you were like, I hope you don't have some sort of foot fetish to like, oh my God, chocolate mousse is so much fun to step in and swirl (laughs) around and like, oh my God, I get foot jobs. And like, it's just such a difference. I can't lie to you. I will walk through the grocery store and look at the bakery section and be like, that looks like it could be fun to squish. (laughs) Should I buy that and take pictures? (laughs) I've definitely bought boxes of mini cupcakes just to smash them to sell to video. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, it's a great thing with this. You can take pic- pictures and videos and just sell that. So you have the ability to sell that to multiple people. It's, it's not yeah. just a one client thing. You should do an OnlyFans. I have been thinking about opening up an OnlyFans, but the last time I did more so online doming, it was, I mean, when I first started. And I... Once I got into the live scene, I kind of fell off from the online scene. So it would be like refinding my footing and uh-huh. getting a proper camera. Yeah. <laughs> footing. Uh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> well, I think there would definitely be an opportunity specifically, yeah, with specifically foot fetish. I, I think it would be a gold mine, considering, like you said, you only have to post one or two pictures a week and it just they, about, yeah. they flock. Imagine what you could do with, uh, with a, like a day of videos. This is fair. This is fair. Maybe I should re-expand. Tax money. Hmm. (laughs) Get myself that new camera. So what is something that uh, you get a lot of requests for that's pretty common? Typically, I'm going to get a lot more requests for stinky and sweaty feet. 
more so than even the people who want clean feet, there's there's just such a surge of stinky feet. And I think that's got something to do with the psychology of like foot submission. It's the lowest part of the body. It's like, of course, groveling at her feet is like the one of the lowest things that you can do. Kissing her boots, licking her shoes, like all of that is connected. I would think too, it might be the fact that if it, if you have a partner and you don't feel comfortable expressing to your partner that this is your thing, whatever, it, nobody would think twice if you offer your girlfriend or wife or partner, whatever, say, oh, honey, you've been on your feet all day. Let me massage your feet, right? And and get your foot fetish that way. But to be able, but to say to your partner, could you like wear the same shoes and socks for three days and make them really stinky? Like that's a different level. So you probably are more likely to have to go to a pro I than would, if you just want, than if you're just willing to just massage and smell clean feet. I would think so. Yeah. I think I would absolutely do that for a partner, but like I can see where some people would be like really horribly embarrassed to ask their partner for that. Especially, I'm sure you've noticed that as kink is becoming more mainstream, the jokes also become more mainstream. And what kink is oftentimes the butt of the joke? The foot fetish. Yep. You don't see- Everybody thinks that foot fetishism is weird because everybody knows about feet. Yeah. And and I think people f- don't always associate foot fetish with kink. There's a lot of people who will, in, in what would be, who perceives themselves as vanilla, they just like feet, quote unquote. And don't mm-hmm. think about Absolutely. don't think about themselves as being kinky and within the kinky lifestyle. I'm telling you, you watch. I've watched at dungeons where you will see, and it's always guys with little signs that said, you know, "May I massage your feet?" And they have a really difficult time finding somebody willing to do it. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that actually brings me to another question: Have you ever had any interactions with with female? identifying people that that enjoy feet or have a foot fetish. That is actually on my list of things that I have always wanted. I have never found a woman on the bottom side. You can find a lot of them who are like, yeah, I'll do that for like, for the scene, like to make it hot for the guy. But I'm not here to like, to have my feet worshipped for show. Like, I want this to be real. I want you to also be here for it, to enjoy it. Because a lot like Rava was saying is my, some of my topping is, is like service topping where I like, I need to know you're getting this too. It needs to be an energy exchange or I'm not into it. Yeah. Hmm. My, my ex-girlfriend had one foot client who was female identifying. Okay. Oh yeah. We talked about that one time. I told her I was infinitely jealous. That's it. Otherwise it's, and I think there is scientific Re- studies behind the fact that yes, it is more way more men who have a foot fetish than women. I would like to read those as to why that I couldn't tell you, but yeah, this is awesome. I wouldn't have any input on that. You're awesome. Your face is awesome. Yeah, I know it's pretty awesome. <laughs> what what have you found that there's anything that clients are embarrassed to ask for? Embarrassed? Hmm. Not necessarily embarrassed, but anyone who who's actually had any proper interactions with you, who wants to approach you for an actual foot job or anything of that nature, are always mortified that you're just going to shut them down, like tell them absolutely not, talk to the host, and like get them kicked out of everything forever. That's not the case. But that's typically the thing that people are most afraid to ask for because it's got this big taboo because once you cross that line and you touch the genitals, it is now sex work and you cut all the gray area out of it. Yeah. That that's a pretty good point. So we ask a lot of the pros that we've interviewed, do you consider this sex work? And what kind of Absolutely. stereotypes do you run into that you have to deal with? Well, when the client has a hard on and ejaculates, then it's hard to not say it's not sex work. <laughs> We're doing this for his or her if you're that lucky, sexual pleasure. Like there's, that's the bottom line of it. It's sex work. Yeah. Whether you come into contact with it or not, that's, that's your gray area. That's the legality gray area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this episode's going to come out before or after Winterfire, but I have been approached about doing a foot session at Winterfire. Really? Yeah. 
that is actually one of the last times I saw the pedicure gentleman. Um, it's a great time to go and see him if he does put out a listing. Dar, that was when you would want to look to, I think it's pedicure Steve. Yes. Okay. That's his name. I'll go take a look. Mm-hmm. That'd actually be really fun. Is there anything that you want to point out or tell us about? Anything that we missed? There's not really too much in particular. Did you want the input of the lovely gentleman? We would love to if he would like to share his story with us. Would you like to come snag the headset, love? Hey, how's it going? Hey! <laughs> How you doing? Not too bad in yourselves. We're, we're silly. We're plugging, al- we're plugging along here. We now have the opposite side doing an interview with us. So this is the person with the foot fetish, correct? Correct. That was almost not married to his wife because she was like, uh, you don't have anything weird like a foot fetish, right? Also correct. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get through that one? Very casually. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely uh, had a pause for a moment there hearing that because it's like of all things you could randomly bring up. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, yeah, no, no, no. Like, everything's good. She's been pretty open-minded about things, I'd say, from the beginning, but to fully come around to stuff took a little while. Now, when did you first notice that you were attracted to feet? Okay, so for, like, my own posterity and stuff, I've tried to find whatever. If anything, I'll give you even a further back thing. Before I even noticed anything, teenagers, well, we, of course, should not be looking out or for adult content. Had a free DSL connection when DSL was very new. So there was some time, I was probably 13, 14, where I'm literally like, I'm going to put every word I can think of before <laughs> porn.com and see what comes up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and one of them was Toe. And it was like an old clip style, even way back, like in the early 2000s style website where they're selling things. And I thought it was the funniest shit. Didn't do anything for me then, but that would probably be my first exposure to it as a concept. No, a couple years later, well, not like full on, mm, there was, I think it was a Jorgen's Lotion commercial or something with a lady just sitting there with her legs out rubbing lotion and they have the crocodile go by when she's on a beach chair and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, hmm, like still not full on, full on, but hmm, interesting. Okay. Beyond that, uh, even in viewing stuff, I wouldn't say I was necessarily more focused on anything. Like, for me, my initial fascination or anything is when, like, foot jobs seemed like they would be fun. Like, I didn't really want to kiss feet, massage them in particular. They didn't necessarily fool on visually, but I'm just like, that seems like that would be a fun thing to experience. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, with my partner before Marla got to experience that that was about the extent of what we did i think sometimes to bother her because she found it very bothersome i like kissed her sucked on her toes once or twice but it wasn't even for my own enjoyment it was just like in a haha having fun sort of way just to irritate her yeah pretty much yeah (laughs) typical dude (laughs) um no and then after that i met marla to a point the rest is history she probably gave you a decent enough recap of things but (laughs) yeah no pretty much any other experience or changing an interest has come through things with her and experimenting over time so she'd been begrudgingly kind of warming up to things and stuff and i had asked her uh because we were in a long distance thing initially like do you like want to because she's going to like want to actually try and give me a photo job so it's like sure we'll go out to your car before we leave give this a shot So she starts doing it, and then parked right next to my car, and who does not notice this at all, her older sister and her boyfriend come out, get into his, like, SUV, and start making out. (laughs) So she just kind of stops and sits there for a second, is like, um... (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, that lasted for a bit, and then we just picked back up, I think, before they even necessarily fully left, and... She was surprised that she managed to actually pull that off. But yeah, no, that was the story of the first time she gave me a foot job. A little but that awkward, was funny. but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Great story. That's actually cute. What What exactly is it about feet that you are attracted to? Like, is there a part or just something in particular or is it overall? I, like, I'd say, I guess, at this point and in general overall preference although feet are cool in general um i'd probably say souls maybe it comes from especially depending on the mindset i like 
curves and stuff in general. So while I'm not even particularly into the arch, it's just something aesthetically is pleasing. That's, I guess, been a thing since the beginning. But yeah, Souls, and especially like if it's more submissive stuff or things with her, or even just uh, for fun sometimes, you generally see from the bottom rather than the top of. But like, if someone's just got toes peeking out of a shoe or thing, it doesn't really do much for me. I know some people are like huge into toe cleavage or things. Um, Toe cleavage. Yeah, I know that is a term that will get dropped for toes like peeping out of peep toe heels and stuff like that. Huh. I have learned things. Well, that's the point of this podcast. Is I learned love things. learning new things. This is great. <laughs> Why do you think it's more common that men have this fetish than women? Is it because what Freud said about it being little tiny penises and, you know, you were shocked that your mother didn't have a penis and all of that other stuff? There may be some people where that ties in. <laughs> But uh, I'll be completely honest, while I still think the exposure and what's out there, and maybe the level too, because like a partner indulging or things with that, but well, there may not be as many, especially from like a bottoming or going to spend money perspective thing, from like seeing online, Tumblr, various boards, other things, I think especially if things become more mainstream, I think there is a large segment of women actually too i wouldn't say it's quite as off balance as some people think who have at least some level of foot fetishism out there um especially with some more towards sub-bottoming things uh, i would say it's more common probably in men or especially disgust but i i don't think it's like a 80 20 sort of thing i'd say it would be at least more like 65 35 at the lowest by my estimation but hmm because we were talking earlier, we've not run into, uh, I think you guys were saying there was like one, one woman that you knew of? Yeah. It seems to be the exception. Hmm. Maybe Freud was onto something. I don't know. I would really like to know if there is any more. Did you feel embarrassed to admit that you like feet? I mean, Marla talks about how you kind of started her slowly with, oh, you've been on your feet all day. Let me massage your feet. Were you embarrassed to talk about the fact that you like feet? I wouldn't quite say embarrassed so much as I was trying to pace stuff, especially initially when, of all things, to come up as a random alleged deal breaker for the relationship <laughs> was that. It was more, let's, uh, let's slowly boil this frog um, rather than just throw it in the hot water. What <laughs> kind of horrible saying? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That was terrible. How are you going to slow boil a frog? That is mean. Only to the frog. Well, yeah. Okay, continue. I'm over the frog thing. No, you're not. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go sit here and pout about a frog. An imaginary meter frog. No, no, no. no. For what it's worth, like, ethically, definitely, definitely not right in an older turn of phrase, but fair enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Beyond that, though. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. And, like, I, I won't say, like, I'm never embarrassed or there isn't, like, a balance of things because there is a, a light taboo level depending on how you're dealing with and stuff. I don't mind discussing it with people um, and things like that, especially in certain contexts. I guess it depends really on how it's presented in some things, too. Do you like doing things, like, is it you doing things to the feet that you like or do you like having people do things to your feet? Oh, um, yeah, no, I'd say it's pretty much for, for that facet, purely doing, um, an act of, I will say I've had my uh, toe sucked twice. It was wonderful, but I think that's just tied to a general receiving service than a, um, actual, like, foot fetishism tie. It was just like a nice act and it's more or less like a focused massage in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it for me. I think that's it for me, too. Um, Marla, how can people find your feet? Oh, well, I am on Instagram, and my Instagram is Miss Marla Jane. And I'm also on Tumblr by the same name, and FetLife by the same name. We'll make sure to include all that in the show notes so that uh, people know how to find you. Well, we appreciate the two of you taking time out of your day to come talk to us. Brought, brought back memories, Marla, of Banger Smash. <laughs> <laughs> fun fun memories 
of different foot you know, sessions. That guy's the reason why every time I see a tablecloth on sale, I buy it. <laughs> like plastic tablecloths. I have a stockpile of them, like especially the ones that are like decorated like sprinkles and cupcakes and shit. I buy those extra. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank you for, for sharing with us and telling us about your fetish. Your experiences. Your experience. We appreciate that. Okay. We're good? We are good. All right. Good. I just, I learned so much from this. Oh my God. I'm like super pumped. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish we did have the ability to do video because watching your facial expressions when we talked about some of these things were pretty, yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> I have a very expressive face. Yes, you do. You do. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop here. All right. Well, we'll let her off the hook. This has been tormenting enough for her today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pink kink podcast and check out our pink kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.